Hello and welcome to Drinking Games Podcast. In this episode we're talking about leveling up in video games. Have they run out of ideas? Are they just the same? Are they just the means to keep you engaged, continue playing? We explore these ideas and more after this. Oh my head. Never again. How much vodka did I drink? No, don't tell me. So like every show, we start with the wonderful what we've been playing. And uh, apparently I've got to start this time, so I've got to use a lot. Uh, what I have been playing recently is a random PlayStation 2 game. We're going retro on this one, boys and girl. Uh, <laughs> a great game. <laughs> a great random little game called Zombie Virus. Is it you go around and you find zombies and you give them a virus like I don't know why the clap. You, why would you give zombies? <laughs> what? what the fuck? Of all the viruses. I think it, I think a zombie's alright with clap. Zombie. I think clap. <laughs> Is um, it's not an issue for them. Well, it might be. So you know, maybe the the one thing they may have support groups, the the zombie clap club. <laughs> ZCC. ZCC. Z- I mean, they're already crusty as it is. I imagine down there. So you know, yeah, being all dead and decomposing. Okay. But no, that's not what happens. Anyway. <laughs> it's a very cheap game. Um, part of the simple series and you imagine crazy taxi right but you're in an ambulance right and there's zombies that you can run over and you have to save other survivors in this town but when you save like say mechanics you can then level up the ambulance to have like spikes on the wheels and stuff like that <laughs> and it's about it's it's really good it's really cheaply done right? it's really good this like a really because, bad action film because there's so much going on at one time as well so it's got a crazy risk and reward so in one corner you have a like a, a meter of the hospital of everyone's morale that's constantly going down unless you run over so many zombies then you hear a woman go, great! And then that'll put it up. And then if you run over more in a combo, it goes, fantastic! And like it builds up in that, builds up the morale. Mm-hmm. And also saving um, saving civilians and then taking them back into the hospital also brings up morale. So the morale is kind of like your point system, yeah. Yeah, but you've got combos of obviously running over the zombies, which brings up the morale, the more you do, so... The more points you get, but... Yeah, yeah. Yes. But then you've got to also watch out for when you get the civilian. So your first ambulance, you can have two civilians at once. So mm-hmm. you find one and you can still drive around. However, the civilians have got the virus when you find them and they've got a thing going up. And if they reach to the top, they will zombie out in your ambulance and you have to crash the ambulance to fling them out essentially okay uh, so you gotta watch that but you can get like antivirus things around just to do it but then again it's like do you save time to get another survivor or do you just take the one back you know do you run over loads of zombies because in order to level up you ask them kind of come on a level up you know this tire or whatever mm-hmm. then you have to kill so many zombies to get that so again there's that aspect to it of you actually having to kill zombies to get the points to level up to bring your morale whilst you're also you're watching your survivors when you save them and uh, do that and you have to uh, save so many survivors then you get a politician who are the most obviously important people and you have to save so <laughs> many well yeah I know um, <laughs> save so many um, politicians to open up another area of, uh, of the world and it's like a desert area and a ice area it gets ridiculous but you but know to create new levels of different yeah styles uh, boss fights that are a bit ridiculous how do you fight bosses you just hit with your car well hit with your ambulance a lot but just the driving around <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's, it's like, like it's constantly just like reversing yeah and banging into it and just doing stuff like that yeah okay um, but 
Yeah, just the actual main bit where you're driving around. I mean, again, it's cheaply done. It was, again, part of the Simple Series, which was cheap budget, high ambition. And this is really kills it. And, okay. uh, it's just a lot of fun driving around. I was going to say, it sounds like a very fun pick-up-and-play. Yeah, um, I advise if anyone picks it up to just go on easy first. Wow, it's actually a game you start on easy. Well, just for a few bits till you actually understand how everything works. Right. Because just going in, I went in on normal and that, like, because as soon as that morale goes, that's it, game over. So it's got a really steep learning curve sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, obviously if if your, your morale is going too low at this point where you just you're not going to get to kill so many zombies to bring it up in time and it, it's going to be game over once you get it it's kind of alright mm-hmm. once you understand it but I think playing it until I don't know you get your second ambulance because your second ambulance you can have three people in on easy just by then you should be knowing how everything works and then you can go right go into normal that's my advice. But yeah, it's a great game. You can pick it up fairly cheap. It's a game that probably not many people know about. Uh, I like know about a lot it. of collectors and stuff. Uh, the Simple Series is a great thing. I'm going to start looking into more of them. Because um, again, that's where EDF came from and stuff like that. So nice. uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a zombie crazy taxi where you can level up an ambulance and save people and run over zombies and get a woman going good great it's ace it's just, it's just what cool. you want yeah exactly ps2 game there's yeah loads of them like that which i love that yeah. that's what i love about the ps2 you can just keep digging into that catalog on the play playstation one you can just keep digging and finding games like this and games that you just don't see anymore because it's either ridiculously triple a or indie and and or just fucking shovel away into shit that someone's made just to wreck your computer or whatever there's none of this like middle tier or anything like that I mean, it's like made on a shoestring budget but you know it's actually trying to do something kind of cool I kind of miss that nice I'll check it out lola now where are going next <laughs> well yes madame <laughs> sauce <laughs> so, I I have played, finished a game, guys. <laughs> finished Holy a shit. whole game. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> finished a game. Um, so I have played Fran Bow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. That was it. <laughs> what is a Fran Bow? <laughs> so Fran Bow is the name of a little girl <laughs> whose story you follow. Um, it starts off at like first five minutes it opens up and the the intro is all black and white okay all hand drawn very beautiful um which is beautiful but it's kind of not but <laughs> um but yeah you, you the story opens and story opens with a murder okay like all good all good games yeah. um and it's the the parents of this little girl okay um, and so you follow her story um, where she ends up in a, a mental institute for children mm-hmm. and has to try and get out because she lost her cat, Midnight. So you go on a mission to go find Mr. Midnight. Wait, so she loses her parents, then loses her cat? Yeah, so they wow. take Mr. Midnight away because she has to go to the special home because she can't be trusted. Um, they, they section her, basically. Sure. Um, so it seems very dark. Um and yeah, it, it's pretty dark at times. Um, so you get through the initial puzzle start, and then you, everything starts to open up for you. And you get these red pills, which you'll get better pills. Mm-hmm. So they, these are the pills that are supposed to make you make you better, like antidepressants. Right. So, type thing. When you take them, the world changes. Like antidepressants, then. Exactly. They just suppress it, depression. They suppress it. What they have done, what what the developers have done with that game, it, personally for me, how I've seen it, is taken a mental mental illness, mental mm-hmm. health, depression, or any pretty much any any of those sorts of um, mental health conditions that can make you see the world in a different light. When especially when you're on the medication that they they can put you on, 
um, and that you're forced to take in certain situations mm -hmm. and how you see the world uh, and it's absolutely insane to say it's all it's all cartoon it's all like hand-drawn you take a pill the world completely changes from being the normal that you would expect to red pill right a red pill not the blue pill not the blue pill can't remember which way around it is in the matrix but... <laughs> definitely a red pill you get yellow pills at one point <laughs> so um this red pill that you take um and it's it turns into like a horror scene um, and you, you've got this enemy called the Spectre, and the Spectre's trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you you will literally take a pill, everything's normal, you take a pill, and the scene just goes black, but within a split second it changes, and it goes, and it makes this noise, and I, I couldn't watch every single time. Every oh. single time I took a pill, I, could, I had to close my eyes. Right, so you go, Spectre off! No. He doesn't. <laughs> but you, do. you close, you close your. I had to close my eyes because I couldn't bear to watch what was going about to pop up on my screen. So oh, like right. there was at one point you had to do a puzzle within a certain amount of time, otherwise this kid's head exploded. Damn um, nice. There's um there's a it's kind of shit right there. There's a set of twins that are conjoined. Mm -hmm. There's um then you you find an ally a little bit later on, but you don't know whether to trust him because of everything that's happened before. You, you have to kill somebody's pet. <laughs> wow. You, you, you know, very, very dark. <laughs> yeah. Very, very wow. dark. But because all you want to do is get Mr. Midnight back. Um, and the story hooked me so much, and I will admit this, that I had to get a walkthrough up. Wow, okay. To play it because I really wanted to see the rest of the story. So you know how you claimed earlier I, I actually did cheat, finished yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you... I cheated. Yeah. But that's... The right kind of cheating, not... Yeah, I didn't but... look, have a story walkthrough. I had a puzzle fixer. So I had something to tell me what the answers to the puzzles were. Um, <laughs> I've downloaded software, it's a puzzle fixer. Yeah. If there's any fucking puzzle you want in a game, Silent Hill, that fucking piano puzzle, <laughs> fucking sort you out, mate. No worries, puzzle fixer. Alright, it's like downloadable RAM. Okay? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the um, I, I've, it's a point and click. Uh, so I've played it on PC. It's also on um, mobile. Okay. So because it's point and click, you don't need a controller yeah, yeah, or anything. Um, so it's on uh, Android and Apple. So you can get it either way. Um, and obviously on Steam. Uh, they're actually bringing a new game out as well, the developers, and I can't remember their names, but um, they're doing a something similar. Uh, so I'm excited to play that now because I've done Frambo, I want to play it again, mm -hmm. I want to play something else. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it's just an awesome, awesome little point and click. It's probably about three, four hours long. Okay, maybe five. Um, not not overly long, but yeah, story hooked me. I was straight in, and at the start of each chapter, you go back to this black and white scene, okay. which is all kind of hidden. It's not as detailed, but it tells you the story. And then you go into the, the detailed side and go and try and work out what the heck you need to do in four different wood dimensions that you try and work in. Wow. It's, it seems like it's a very interesting take on psychosis and that sort of... That, that sold me on it. I'm curious. Especially it's on my phone. I can get it. I can, yeah. yeah. Play it on the go. Yeah. You know. I think they are trying to get it out on Switch. Okay. Um, but it's not out there yet. But, you know, if you can get it on your mobile, most people have got mobiles, tablets... It's it just it freaked me the heck out, freaked me out. But I don't only like horror games and thrillers. So other than Dead by Daylight, I think <laughs> we're reaching a point in gaming now where it is starting to be a bit more mature. Well, in certain aspects, like indie games, especially hitting a kind of mature level. I mean, AAA is like to be mature, but it's like you know. How much can you fist someone into the brain? Again, it's the it's, it's the not mature. It's to advertise to kids to think it's mature, so kids will go and buy it because you can fist someone and the head explodes. Yeah, well, like, an, an adolescence ideology of yeah. mature as opposed to dealing with complex and, and interesting and, and disturbing yeah. subject matters. Yeah, um, like you know, near or this game or um, senior sacrifice or that type of stuff. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? things like Alone in the, um, into the Woods or Celeste with. Yeah, those things as well. So yeah. it's it's a great time for gaming to be able to go in and do those sort of those games of uh, with complex subject matters um, to open people's eyes to to the world that's around them. 
I think that's yeah. the good thing about game because you're an active participant. It makes you understand. Like watching a film with someone with you know some kind of mental health problem or something. You're mm-hmm. just an observer, which you are in every day yeah. life. You're obs- you know you observe someone who's got a mental health problem. And there's no difference. Whereas in the game, you are the active participant, which will make you understand more. Creates that empathy because you you really yeah. See it, you feel it yourself. Yeah, and uh, I think that's you know where games should be going. Uh, and I was, that's why I was a bit upset with the game awards. I know it's all just fucking advertising business shit anyway. Sorry, Jeff Cleanly, but uh, you you mean well, but it is that. Um, and how they skipped the games of purpose, which I was really upset about because yeah. that's really the where the game industry should be going. Definitely. Um, Sounds like uh, something to put a pin in for a... Well, he said, what should we change next year? And I tweeted, yeah. Well, I said, A, you uh, said no more game, uh, only gameplay trailers uh, because of last year, because of No No Man's Skies, and they've kind of gone away from that now. So mm-hmm. you said that, you did it for one year, now you've gone back to normal. And you need to bring back games for impact because that's where the industry should be going. Mm. Not having half an hour watching Ninja. Yeah. And his stupid hair. Being an entitled prick. <laughs> <laughs> prick. I don't care if anyone watches it. <laughs> no, he's an I'm sure he does a lot of good. I know he does charity stuff. Yeah. yeah. What, what a shame. He only gets 5,000 viewers when he plays something other than Fortnite. <laughs> what a shame. Oh, he's going to be in for a tough time when Fortnite goes by, isn't he? <laughs> To carry on playing, I can't what he's been playing actually. Well, he said Drake, didn't he? He said uh, Drake used him for views. I'm pretty sure you got more popular out of Drake, sure, mate. Sure like, <laughs> I didn't know who he was until he did that stream with Drake <laughs> because everyone was going on that sh- ninja stream with Drake. Who the fuck is Ninja? No, you know, <laughs> who is this guy? Yeah, who is this self righteous prick? Yeah. <laughs> ninja, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, you said it. (laughs) Well, I think most people know that. Of course. Our target audience hopefully does. (laughs) Yeah. I got sick of watching the Ninja's New Year's Eve stream advert at the start of anybody else's stream, including mine. What the shit? How did you plug that? Oh, because he's... Because he's... Because he's Mr. Twitch. So uh, Twitch yeah. allowed his advert to go before all of the streams after the adverts had already pissed everybody off. <sighs> and then Twitch took it down when everybody caused uproar <laughs> about well, it. He had that scenario, didn't he, where he got someone, tried to get someone banned because he thought yeah, there was stream sniping, even though there weren't stream sniping, uh, and he just got killed. Um, and then his apology after that because he was like oh everyone's going to hate on Ninja everyone's going to hate on Ninja and he actually said on camera I don't care if people unsub he's like I'll get other subs and he's just like come on mate these people have like subbed to you so if they unsub because of the way you're acting yeah granted yes you are getting lots of other subs however that's still someone who's spent their money on you or their, or their Twitch brand. Well, it's yeah, or, yeah, but still, it's someone <laughs> who's, you know, put something towards and to benefit, you know. Like. It strikes as someone that's, again, it's, it's very short-sighted and is clearly doing it for his own motive rather than for, for having an engaging community. He'll be on top for so long and when a different game comes out or something and he can't play it as well or some new face comes on the block like any other thing like that. It happened. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Great, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I forgot we hadn't finished this part of the Yeah, segment. we haven't finished um, the segment yet. <laughs> so, uh... So, uh... So, given that we did, uh, to the end of the year, we did our top ten list, um, I started watching everybody else's top ten lists, and the one that kept coming up was Dead Cells. Every list that I saw had Dead Cells in, this, in their top ten list games of the year. So... Over that period, I decided to give it a bash and see how it got on, and I can understand why it's highly rated. Mm. Um, it's a game that has absolutely no narrative whatsoever. They don't even pretend that there's a narrative. They just dump you in right at the beginning. Um, and the game starts, every time you die, the game starts the same way as the, the game starts 
as soon as you plug it in. Um, and the procedurally generated levels, the the full game resets after you uh, after you die. The um, each playthrough you get a different um, sort of weapon available. So each playthrough is completely unique and different, increasing the difficulty by not having weapons that are stronger and having unique playstyles by using fireballs or an arrows or shields rather than a big tank melee weapon. Um, creates that 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 diversity of, of playing um, and yeah it's just so much fun um, for a side scrolling action RPG uh, I don't know why but RPG RPGs and everything these days <laughs> yeah, right. it's got ad elements I, I mean uh, yeah I'm a massive Metroidvania fan and obviously this is very Metroidvania my only thing with that in a way is because of the procedurally generated nature of it which makes me go well apart Metroidvania's is Knowing the maps well and knowing how to, for me anyway, personally, knowing how to break it in the sense of, you know, I can get this early on or I can do this early on because I know how the game works. And I think with this game, you won't have that, which is one of the reasons why it kind of put me off. I'm not a massive fan of procedurally um. generated as well because it's just like I, I like levels of design because they've been designed in a certain way to be played in a certain way. So the when I say procedures only, each there's each level is is unique its own style. Um, so there's like seven different levels each that you go through by going through different branches of stories. Of each world you enter has two exits, so you can change how you go through the worlds. Um, and there's frameworks for each of them, so they follow the same sort of pattern throughout it. Uh, so certain levels will be vertically. Uh, platformed rather than horizontally or something you'd have to go back and forth um, but you don't really notice too much that it's not been it's not been designed specifically for each time you play mm. uh, and one of the good things they do um, to sort of help with that is you get certain checkpoints through each game which are timed so it kind of enforces that speed running element of it so whilst you don't have that metroidvania of going back and forth to really understand it you do get the speed run um, side of it as well which is yeah makes it really fun the integration with it as well as, as if you stream it twitch integration is is pretty on point for yeah um i i haven't played it but i've watched streams of it and been involved and yeah it, it's just a ton of fun you can you create your own little character it follows you around and you, you can it's a bird i think it follows I think it's a bird of some form okay. that follows you, but then the Twitch integration, whoever gets that role, because mm -hmm. it takes it in turns, or whoever does it first, whoever okay. does a certain command, um, they can like choose to heal you, or they can choose to hinder you. And, oh, wow, okay. And, like, honestly, it's, it's bonkers. The fact but, that you can't heal makes the game difficult mm -hmm. for so long. Um, and it's, it's when you unlock another bit of potion to, as a player. So you start off with only using one potion and then after you've completed it about, well, you've played it for about two hours, you'll get enough souls to get another potion. Um, but then it's, every time you do that, it drastically changes the entire playstyle because like, okay, now I can heal twice so I can get a lot further. So by having people being able to heal you, that must take some of that mechanic out of it. It must take some of the joy out of it but then again it's a game that you just play over and over and over and over again so that just kind of sounds like it would make it really fun yeah it was a lot of fun to watch nice. you just didn't know where people were going with it <laughs> like what were they going to do and you're watching the stream you're going hail me hail me <laughs> and then the next thing you see is like stay still <laughs> like they just don't do anything you just like to play with people <laughs> but I can't remember what all the commands are, but yeah, like the stream is getting really angry at the fact because they just want to heal and they nice. know that this little thing can do it. <laughs> the person whoever's in charge of this this accomplice um, bird accomplice whatever, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> they purposely won't. <laughs> well, just to be annoying. <laughs> that just sounds like playing with friends. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much how it goes. So, so, so funny. I, I've watched, I really enjoyed watching that. Nice. I didn't even realise it had that integration. It mm. added another dynamic to a game that I really enjoyed. Similar to, as you said last time, may have made Game of the Year, may have not, may have got an honourable mention. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of people, it's been getting 
games of the years and stuff like that. So you can see I, why. Again, I just I'm not a massive fan of procedurally generated. That's my. I, I think, think that's this one me, put me off because it's just like I just like to play a game. If you're gonna try any, I would recommend this one. Might um, give it a go if it's on mainly because it's tight mechanics and it's really good. Yeah. Um, what did you play on? I've been playing on Switch. I can see how it would suit the Switch. It does. It really does. It's a really good game to play whilst watching TV or something like that. It's one of those ones because again, there's no narrative. There's nothing you have to pay attention to, uh, other than not dying. Um, <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. You know, that's the idea of most games, right? Yeah, that is not. All. Unless you're a zombie in zombie virus, then your aim is not to survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because of that, it's, it's really fun. So I'd, I'd yeah, yeah, again, highly recommend it. Um, I'm justifiably a game of the year for so many people. And it's a really cool pixel art style as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks, it does look great. Like, art-wise, uh, looks very nice. Sweet. Franklin, sorry. Come on back, have a beer or something. So is levelling up meaningless? Is it? Uh, well, I don't... Well, I was playing Spider-Man, or as you call it... Spadoodler-Man. Uh, <laughs> and by all means, at first, it's a bit a bit rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. But however, I'm realising I was levelling up loads and I didn't even know. And I had points to spend yeah. on stuff that I didn't know. <laughs> And at times it comes up like, level up, you've got spider dick, and all this shit. (laughs) And I'm like, it's just, what does this even mean? (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) The most annoying thing I found, this is someone that, you know, really loved that game, but with the level progression, there'll be times where you're like, okay, I've got like five things to use, and like, I don't want any of these things. Like, none of them really make too much difference. Yeah, it's a move, but it doesn't mean anything. But this is it. I'd have, like, three points. I was like, oh, when did I level up three times? And it didn't... Uh, it, the thing is, it didn't feel... Or it didn't... It just didn't... It didn't mean anything, or it didn't feel like anything. And again, like, a lot of the skill trees, like, when there was advertising, it's like, you can make the Spider-Man you want to be. If you want to be a stealthy one, you can be stealthy in this. And it's like, well... Yes, however, you are going to be all of them because by the end of the game, you're going to have all of them, mm-hmm. making it really that kind of redundant. Yeah. And it, it's a case of choosing what you prefer right now. Yeah, it's more, yeah, it's definitely a right now how you're going to start off. And, and that that's also a hindrance as well. If you look at games like uh, Deus Ex, is it Revolution? Human Revolution, uh, where you can choose kind of a similar thing, but you can choose something that's sort of like hacking, and that's just going to fuck you over for parts of the game. Well, I was going to refer to that, because I did think about Deus Ex Human Revolution, I remember, you couldn't level up everything in that, you couldn't mm. level up everything, so therefore, you. I remember sitting there with the first playthrough, just sometimes for five minutes, like, what should I level up? What yeah. should I do up? Because this, I can't go back on this once I've done this. No. So I really need to think what is for how I'm playing, but what have I also witnessed in the game that's gonna really I'm gonna really benefit from. And what's gonna suit your playstyle? Yeah. Well, you had to think mm-hmm. both. You had to think what's gonna suit my playstyle as well as what's gonna really benefit me. And again, with the Fallout games, because you had to put your points in, again, yeah. you couldn't level up everything. So, you know, are oh, you going to put it in? You're going to put five points in lockpick and then put five in big guns, or because I'm getting more small guns, or should I do that? Or mm-hmm. the early levels, well, I put a few in melee just so I can save up for things. There's none of that anymore, I feel like. It feels. It feels very soulless levelling up now and it's I mean Fallout 4 I mean that levelling up system was just shy anyway yeah. but uh, that, that kind of had it a little bit but it didn't really feel like it affected the gameplay because it was just a, a, a glorified shooter the yeah. only last game really 
it's probably like something like Dark Souls or something because again you can level up really badly in that so not necessarily with Dark Souls but in Bloodborne you level up and again it, it doesn't really make too much difference in terms of what stat you put it on yeah you, you get a tiny fraction better at something but when you're actually playing it doesn't really make too much of a difference those, those minute details in terms of it. Yeah, granted, if you put like seven levels in something, yeah, you may notice a difference, but the ones and twos, you can't really tell the difference. Not between. so much Bloodborne, because it was a bit more stripped back, mm -hmm. but Dark Souls, definitely, because you've got so many attributes. Right, yeah. That's like, that's point, yeah. It's, yeah, you can, you've got to really kind of focus on, right, well, what kind of player am I going to be on this playthrough? Put it all in luck. <laughs> yeah, luck is always something to go for. And then <laughs> no, Bloodborne, you have to put it all in blood tinge. No. Fucking <laughs> sick. Blood tinge? No, no. Put it in blood tinge! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked Bloodborne because of that, it stripped back, and you didn't feel like you had to grind as much as a, as a Dark Souls game. Because you didn't, you could kind of walk through mm -hmm. quite easily. Which is a thing I don't like doing as well, which is obscure. Is a, I don't like the grind too much, but it, again, it's been. Time. Well, yeah, again, in it now, it feels like it's used in a, a mechanism to hoax into people playing, um, and obviously, I think it's been like that since maybe Modern Warfare because they put it in the multiplayer, which was a great way of making people keep playing it, and then they did it with Modern Warfare Two, and you could get your gold guns when you'd like maxed everything out. I had a gold scar, by the way, so. <laughs> Represent on that. That's when you know you're a bad boy. Everyone, you got a gold scar? Yeah, I've got a gold scar. I'm fucking demon with that bad boy. But I mean, you've been playing Dead by Daylight, Daylight by Dead, whatever it's I'm, called. I'm, I'm pleased you've actually said the name of the game. <laughs> like what you normally call it. Dang, dang, <laughs> da, dang, dang. Uh, does that not have a levelling up system and do you feel that actually alters the, the way you play the game or so the way that you level up in Dead by Daylight uh, regardless of whether you're a killer or a survivor is you get your skill points after mm -hmm. you've finished a match so as a survivor if you survive or escape you get a hell of a lot more points mm -hmm. and you get multiply multipliers and stuff uh, whereas in a killer if you kill everybody or if you kill three out of four, mm -hmm. four you, you again get a shit ton of points. Um, you get more points for killing all four, but you still get the ruthless killer if you do three. So <laughs> I tend to kill three, let the fourth one go. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, I'm such a nice clown killer. <coughs> um, and uh, so when you level up, you are basically leveling up by getting perks. Okay. So when you before you go into a game, you can do a loadout. Yeah, yeah. So you have perks. You have up to four perks, depending on what level you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a perk unlock every five levels, up to four times. So mm -hmm. um, level twenty five is your max. You then have um, whatever you carry in. So as a killer, it's your weapon, and then you get two add-ons. As five, you can choose what you take with you. So like a first aid box or a toolbox to be able to fix machines faster or um, a firecracker which is decided to do for the winter event which is possibly the worst thing to carry mm -hmm. um, all sorts of different things um, and then also you can take two additional things with you so when you're leveling up you're picking up all these different things mm -hmm. um, and obviously as you get into higher levels the blood trees get the trees get bigger and, and whatever else but you have to choose which perk you like more because yeah. once you start picking things, the other side starts burning away. Okay. So the outside edges start burning away. You're like, fuck. <laughs> so you have to kind of be careful what you choose. So you get a choice of like the common, the uncommon, the rare and the yeah. Yeah. ultra rare or whatever they call it. So you have legendary to... is usually something. Yeah, it's not legendary in there. It's okay. like just ultra rare or very rare or it's just a stupid name. Mm -hmm. Um... So you have to kind of watch where you're going with it. You can't just keep whacking it in everything. Especially as you get in the higher levels because that's when it starts to sort of burn them away. You're like, and so the perks yeah. get burnt away. So the, the tree that you use to level up. 
So that sounds like it's a good thing. Though. That sounds like it's something that we're trying to say is is starting to die off. That's the that's a skill tree that makes you make a conscious effort into which direction you're going and which way you're growing, and it burns away the opposite side, so you you can't then learn. Not even sometimes the opposite side. Okay. Sometimes I'll be going up a tree. I say if the the thing that I want is four away, so and I have to grind to get up there, so I have to play another game. Um, so each perk, whatever, which every part of the tree costs between three and six thousand um, skill points. Right. Um, blood points, I think they call it. Um, but per game, you're looking without multi multipliers, you're probably going around twenty to thirty thousand that you'll pick up. Okay. But as you get into like the levels that I'm getting into now, so like the late twenties to early thirties, um, on some characters you're like looking at it and you've got like this massive tree. So you be heading for this, this one perk that you've never had and you want to try it. Mm-hmm. You're heading up there, and then you get the one before it, and it goes, Poof! and it burns it because it's a fucking knob. <laughs> He goes no, and it's it's like it's like the what was it? It was bullseye, wasn't it? This is what you could have won. Oh right, yeah. It's what you could have won. Now you're having it. Toodles. <laughs> and that's yeah. what it does to you. Yeah, but I like that. I like that it's it's giving you that choice to not do something. I mean, like some of the some of the best skill trees and, and level trees that I've seen, things like Final Fantasy Ten, where it's a sphere grid and you can literally go anywhere you want to make your character better mm. you can define it the way you want Witcher 3 has got a very diverse one that you can change your place now granted if you play Witcher 3 long enough you can eventually learn all the skills and it becomes moot but by giving you that choice it makes the game more immersive and it mm. gives you those choice of playstyles. but things like Spider-Man or things like Assassin's Creed the, the new ones most modern games I think even God of War has got a very limited skill tree that's more of a just you just learn new abilities as you're going through, and you're always going to learn those because they've programmed those, they've yeah. defined those. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like that's a dying art form. Um, I don't know how how, how old is Dead by Daylight. I think it only came out uh, last year, year before. Okay. I mean, it's not even fully working. It's not even a full game, really. Oh, it's not even. It's on still patched, being patched. It's but to say it's actually not a full game, it's not a finished game. Mm-hmm. It's bloody good. Uh, it's, 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 there's issues with it. Yeah, but to say that the worst issue with it is to say that you, every time you survive with friends, you have to leave, you have to reinvite your friends back into the lobby. It kicks them out every time. Say that's probably the worst part of that of the game. That sounds like a poor character. Yeah, poor, poor, poor design, really, more than anything. The, the, the actual game plays fine. Okay. Um, you know, you get the different views. It's, yeah, I love it. But anyway, it's a slightly different topic. Um, but yeah, the, the, the skill trees, yeah, it makes me think about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing that at one o'clock in the morning, you're staring at it like, I don't know which one I want. <laughs> yeah, that's when it gets difficult. When you're like, mm, well, I've just earned these skill points. Like, where am I going to put them? Where am I going to? Yeah. Where am I going to move to? So, do we think that. Do you think this is the state of the way that the game industry is going? I, I think it's a, a, a way of getting, again, coaxing people to carry on playing and give them the illusion that they're, they're working towards something better, which they were just, that's just naturally games anyway. Attacking, and, not necessarily attacking, but uh, approaching or picking on the, the completionists, the ones that want 100% everything. The completionists or just that again that gratification that oh I've just unlocked this or I've got that I've mm-hmm. got this now I've levelled up the dopamine release of completing something of achieving something more that's... yeah but it's like you know you, Spider-Man's like you, you do a mission you, you level up pretty much or um, that's, that's the way the... It's, it's been feeling and it's just you know and it feels like yeah it's just it's just another way of coaxing now that it's got into multiplayer games that's a very way of you know industries monetising something like that now and making it grindy to the point well not even multiplayer games anymore single player games Ubisoft are coming um, very much in that way with the Assassin's Creed I've heard that it's a bit grindy and it's going Massive. well you can you can buy this though to help you out and it's just like well that's that's not nice well there's the um, shadow of 
Mordor. Mordor. Shadow yeah. of War. Um, which again is, is is very much like that. It's it's just oversaturated with stuff that's just meaningless, and it becomes tedious grind, yeah. and, and not like a tedious grind that you had with JRPGs, um, which again this is probably something that we were used to. It may not be too different, but at least you were choosing how those players progress, and you had a plethora of different characters to choose from to fit your gameplay style. Um, but when it's just grinding for the sake of grinding, it just... I'm not quite sure what they're thinking to retain players mm. during that period. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't particularly enjoy, like, the skill trees I see like I've seen on Spider-Man and I uh, saw on Horizon Zero Dawn enjoy them I'm just like no why have you put this in why can't you just say go to this place I'd much rather out of the two rather than having this random skill tree thing that I have to do things to get points to be able to do things mm-hmm. why can't you say well this is your mission you need to go see Bob the Builder in Never Neverland <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's where my brain goes <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> um, and th- they're going to test you, and then they're going to give you that ability. Yeah. I found that much more fun. I've done that in games before. And that, that's fine by me. I enjoy that because I get to do stuff on the way. Mm-hmm. Or just unlocking abilities along the way. That was yeah. a very common thing in in, in gaming as well. Um, so one of the things in Spider-Man that they do, and I think is a testament to, to a lot of gameplay, sort of game design um, sort of trends, is you don't only have the leveling up system where you get experience for completing stuff. You also have the collectibles that mean that you can then craft and build other stuff. So there's not this one skill tree you get from leveling. There's also the other side of it. There's the crafting. Then there's other ways of gaining new abilities. Goddamn crafting. Well, yeah. that's another thing that's <laughs> just, just in everything. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just because it's in everything. Crafting's in everything. Skill trees are in everything. Climbing up a big tower so you can see everything on the map is in everything. And it's getting to the point where games are just getting... Especially, again, in Ubisoft. I've been playing... But, uh, what is it? Atlas. Hmm? The Atlas game. Star Fox thing I've got. Starlink. Oh. Starlink. So I've actually been playing that. Uh, got the Fox McLeod one, which I got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously. And it's just the Ubisoft game. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's got observational towers that open up the map, and then there's just lots of fetch questy shit. And yeah, it's just Ubisoft game, but with spaceships. <laughs> Which is wow. crazy to think. Uh, but then you've got... Um, you do, again, have levelling up and skill trees and that. Uh, but if you want to be 100% completionist, the game kind of fa- forces you to buy other characters. You don't have to if you just want to complete it, but if you want 100% it, you will have to buy other characters and stuff like that. Well, that seems strange that you have to pay to play the entire game. Pay to win. Yeah, that- it's not paid to win if you're going to 100% it that is kind of a win isn't it so it is technically a pay to win but that implies that you can't 100% you can't complete the entire game without paying more so they're not selling you an entire product they're selling you a product that's only 75% well Destiny's made a good good run out of it Destiny yeah Destiny (laughs) has and Destiny's skill tree is fucking useless as well man like that it's because they only release half a game the full price and then wait like you know a few months and then just bring out the other half of the game that you pay full price for again yeah they didn't give it away for free though didn't they eventually but um (laughs) again I think that's the monetization side of things especially it's become very concerning yeah do you think this is a a sort of a lull in gaming similar to how we had uh, not too long ago with first person shooters that always had that sort of grey sort of filter over everything it was always meant to be dark and gritty everything trying to the gears the the gears gears, yeah very much so Um, and it just everything just piggybacked on that sort of style and that that design do you think maybe we're hitting another point in that where everyone's trying to follow the 
the open world, discover maps, the same paint by numbers level progression to sort of give you the illusion that you're um, you're actually working towards something? Maybe, but it, it at the minute it feels hard to see why that's not gonna stop. I can't see it stopping. Um, instead of just, you know, naturally just unlocking things or, you know, like in the first Metal Gear where your health bar after every boss just moves up a bit. Because essentially that's kind of all that's happening. That is all that's happening, yeah. They're giving you a fancy gooey, as you said with Spider-Man, where it's just a big flash you've levelled up. And then you've got, like, you've got two times Spider-Dick, you've got two times Spider-Spunk now, and it's yeah, just like, much. oh, I don't know what the fuck that even means. <laughs> What do you what do you think? Because obviously I haven't played them. What do you think to like the Fallout skill skill sort of lab? <laughs> so people Fallout, as as Jack alluded to, like Fallout's no longer Fallout. Like yeah. Fallout's now just the first person shooters. I don't think the well, I'm not talking seventy six. I mean that's just I that's have like well, I mean, I'm, I'm four. It's just a first. So I mean, person in, shooter. in four, it's just a first person shooter. The the skill trees don't really make too much difference in terms no. of what you do. I mean, like they don't really give you anything. That, you can drink water. That's probably the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that radiation water one's all right. Lead belly. Lead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. There's one or two that are there. But, that's about it, though. But then again, they're all oversaturating with sort of cosmetic cosmetic. Mm. Like, I mean, in Spider-Man, like there's a. One of the things you can get is to do a flip, like to do acrobatic tricks and stuff. Like, why? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't, don't know. I like flipping about a bit. It's fun to do. <laughs> yeah. There's no actual point to it, though. To be honest, zipping around in Spider-Man's like the best thing. Of course it is, and that makes it a little bit more fun. But it doesn't actually do much. And that's just the example of top. But it's not. Get Fallout. I mean, the the other Fallout again. Because there was so many attributes and you had to put points in the attributes and you got perks, but the perks you got were from the attributes you put in. Yeah. Um, it re- again, you had the, you know, how am I going to, what what attributes am I going to want that's going to benefit me and how I'd play the game, but also what perks do I want and I have to think about the attributes I'm levelling up for the perks. Yeah, but those Fallout and and Skyrim, or any of the other scrolls, you had that choice, but you had that choice over, let's say, 10, maybe 12 different types of attributes. You had strength, endurance, sneak, um, magic, lockpick, all these different things, and and that will give you the choice. Now, in most games, you've got how hard you hit, how much damage you can take, and then the other ability, would it be magic or agility or something else. There's usually only three different trees that you can pick from. Um, and to me, that's the start of it becoming stagnated and, and boring. Um, and it's just, what's the point in adding these things when surely if you just gave you the character and as you say, just your health bar goes up, that's all you really need, surely. Well, yeah, yeah I think, I mean, some games you do a lot more combos like Bayonetta or Lollipop Chainsaw. Got I know, more combos, yeah. but again, it it just it's just it's just feels like it's just there for you to just go. Oh, well, I fancy this move now. So you've played um, Near Tomatoes, right? Near yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, um, well, I've done the first playthrough. <laughs> Near far. Right. So yeah. So in Near Automata, they have a a quite weird style of doing level progression. That's you're basically having to you have different slots and you can try and pick your abilities that you have. Yeah. As you get on with with that sort of. I quite like that um, because again, you have to think about your. your I mean, I only made two loadouts anyway, so weren't that spect- spectacular. No. However, um, you did kind of have to think, well, what, what am I, what am I really going to want in there? And then trying to get him as small as you could, yeah, as well was a was a, a decent. But again, that's all well and good, all that there. But I mean, if because of fact system so good it, it, it to me it didn't feel I don't know I think I died once well yeah. besides the intro which I died 
Yeah, but I well, no, I died twice at the intro because you have, if you die at the start of the intro, you have to start again. And mm. I died near the end just by just getting sandwiched by some saws on the bridge. And I was like, oh, that's unlucky. And then I was like, you have to do all that again. And I was like, and then I got pissed off. And then I died again because I was pissed off and not concentrating. Uh, and shouted at the good game and uh, yeah, yeah, so you're wasting, awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting my Sunday. How dare you be such a fucking pretentious bloody bastard? And I was going like, I granted, I do like what he was doing with that, but he just pissed me off at the time. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I, I only died after that. I only died in one part of the factory where the pressing bits are, mm-hmm. and that was because um, I think one of the, the machines just hit me, and I'm just got in the presser at that one time got squashed but that was the only time I died on that playthrough and it was just like so again granted this playthrough now this character seems like it's going to be a bit more difficult I was going to say it does get um, more difficult because I don't like the hacking side of that but I might get used to it but I was enjoying slashing and dicing yeah because she's got like two swords, isn't she? Well, yeah, I, I had quite. I had the, the good uh, spear, and then I had a giant sword, and I loved the combat system in that so game. It's so, so simple and so nuanced. It's pretty fucking genius. Um, but yeah, again, besides the, the chips were good, but again, I, I did ask myself, did it actually make that much difference? Well, it was if you took out the OS system. Quite nice. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but, <laughs> um, but then again, it probably did. But maybe I just got, had too much badass chips at that point where maybe. Well, but maybe the chips now because I have to think about hacking is gonna make it go well. Actually, I need to think a bit more about this. But with with that sort of game, do you not think that? This is just another sign of them just trying to shoehorn RPG elements into an action game. Yes. I mean, it originally started as an RPG action game anyway with the first Nier. And that's not just a shout out at Nier, and even Spider-Man. I mean, do games have to have skill trees and level trees? Not really, no. Um, Just again to coax people into playing for some kind of gratification, no. You know, you had yeah, Metroidvanias or something where you just could unlock an item. Or Breath of the Wild where, yeah, you can do your shrines to get more health. That's or more Or more uh, endurance. But besides that, you can do, once you've unlocked the initial, you know, four skills or whatever it is you have, if the game goes alright, your world's your oyster. Yeah, and it'd be quite nice to see more of that. And that, I think that was one thing that stuck me. And again, yes, you have the, you know, the things you climb up and it reveals the map. But again, it didn't go. Look at all these markers that you can go to. It goes. You've just opened up a bit of the map, but we're not going to tell you where to go. You're up there. Why not have a look, mate? And yeah. it put a lot more in your hands, and it made it more. You know, that's why it was more meaningful to explore. It made me want to explore because it weren't going. Oh, I'll just go there for that. I actually had to find it. And so who's to blame? Is it Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed? Always. Yeah. Oh, just just do <laughs> just blame EA. Yeah. Well, we could blame EA for a lot of things. Let's I mean, go blame them. Why not? Yeah. Um, I think um, again, like things like Call of Duty putting it in a, in multiplayer because that ruined multiplayer for a bit. Because then. Yeah, Halo Reach started having a progression system and like it didn't need it because Halo 3 no, didn't have any of that shite and then you started getting loadouts and then special powers and it's just like I just want to shoot people and this is not saying that I'm not saying, trying to say that like uh, having new guns and items and tools is not something that should be yeah. taken away from or those or yeah. RPG skills yeah but it just doesn't seem like those mechanics work in, in in those games anymore. I think they just need to be used meaningful. Oh, oh good, another good option is um, Obsidian game, the Spy One Alpha Protocol. Because again, you have to choose if you want to be a you know a speech person or or not. And they did again make a, 
make a change on how you actually play the game and I'm hoping the indie game that I saw at EGX uh, Disco Elysium mm -hmm. that's going to follow in that same kind of pathway you know what you what you choose actually is going to affect the outcome or have different dialogue trees or stuff like that I think that's it they just need to they, most games are either going to go down a good route when it comes to dialogue trees either good good or bad maybe a bit of grey um, but there's never like well there's all multiple ways and then it's just yeah you're levelling up never never feels like it's important because it's just like well I'm going to get everything I'm, I'm, it's not really going to define anything at all it's just you going look at this yeah yeah I agree it's it's a strange, it's a strange time in gaming how they're they're getting this again, this, this sort of stagnation of, of of tropes of of tried and tested formulas that we just seem to be getting. I don't know, maybe just tired of, maybe just familiar with, maybe it's a lack of. Um, I wouldn't want to say lack of creativity because that's definitely not true, but lack of. Maybe say confidence to, to, to not have these ways of trying to... I'm not saying even not have them. I'm saying if you're going to do it, make it feel like it is important. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the issue. Take okay. the telltale way of thinking. Telltale way of thinking. They design a game. There's no, no point making that choice. Couldn't have matter because the story's the same. Yeah. But you feel like you're making that choice and that's going to actually make a difference. The illusion yeah. of choices is just a really good writing. Yeah, the, the, the telltale way of thinking. Well, yeah, because again, in Deus Ex or Fallout or whatever, you're going to solve the problem in whatever way because there's so many ways of solving that problem. But, you know. But that's a testament to good game design. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prey was another good one, actually. Prey did a good job. Not played. Prey is uh, a very underrated game. Um, doesn't do anything particularly special. No. It just does that immersion sim. Bob on, like really Bob on. Um, definitely worth picking up. It's a great game. Really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I thought it was because I thought I'll get it because I like immersion sims and you know why not? And I expected when actually this is quite on the dollar. <laughs> really for <laughs> that, it's you know really, really good. Um, because well, again a lot of the items have different more than one function so you have a foam gun which can like stop the monsters but mm -hmm. you can foam on the wall and you can then use that to jump up uh, and there's a dart gun that you get which is a kid's dart gun um, but you can use that to look through windows and turn on uh, PC things and like open up doors from shooting in through a window or whatever Okay. So, yeah, so it's just like it's really well crafted game. Yeah, just no one fucking boy, obviously, because it's well crafted. Um, I think it's got quite a bit of a um, cool current, following. Cool yeah. following yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought the DLC out. No. Yeah. Don't but um, again, I think the the whole side of the monetization is where it gets. It shows, I think, some companies true colours and again when it's even coming into single player not just multiplayer well you can keep doing this but if you pay this money you can get there sooner and again it made sense for mobile phones because it was free to play or free to play games yeah not saying you know it made sense that's a business model money. business yeah. strategy right you give it away for free and if you want to pay us more for xyz we'll take your money that way rather than no, you got to pay us loads of money to get the thing, and then you got to pay us loads of money again. That's, yeah, but when you're wrong. paying for a full game, then you should be getting a full game and be able to unlock all these things at the expense of, you know, actually playing a game. Um, but, yeah, to make it, make games and that kind of asset where you have to pay the money to, to, to get anywhere in it is... It's, it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, I think you know it's it's leading to a horrible edge of AAA gaming, personally. But yeah, I, I just think leveling up now is just 
it's just in everything and it just I'm just like okay yeah, that. oh great yeah it doesn't seem like it has it serves a purpose anymore no again I mean with JRPGs a lot, a lot of the time they chose your stats for you so that's you, true yeah you didn't really but you felt like you did progress in that because you got to a certain boss and you, if you weren't at the right level you get your fucking ass they did it differently though because they did gave, gave you let's say eight different characters to choose from yeah so it's pick you pick your three or your four in your party and and that was how you picked it rather than it being you have one character and pick how they progress so you think it's multiplayer that's making the difference no because again it's in single players as well uh, I mean multiplayer that's 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 stagnating this that's that's oversaturating this that's that's, that's put in this sort of gameplay mechanic into every single game to I think multiplayer helped again with the Call of Duty because of um, it got people just keep playing because people want to unlock this kind of new skin on the gun or whatever and people went oh hey oh, that works mm. let's bang it in here um, and again I think yeah it might be a confidence thing with games uh, developers going well you have to put a skill tree in now well, you have to put this in because people need instant gratification when it's a case of just going well if the game's good surely people will just play the game because it's good is it the designers or is it the publishers and marketeers I think it's the designers the publishers and probably the gamers as well I'm not saying the gamers aren't at fault but no. you know people keep buying these types of games it sends a message that could just be familiarity though, right? Mm. I think there's a lot of good things about character progression and uh, and, and level, level progression of skill trees, but I think we've seen the great versions of them. As I said, things like Final Fantasy X's Sphere Grid was giving you all the choice in the world and, and things like Fallout and um, early Fallouts and Skyrim give you a, a lot more choices. And even going down the, the roots of, of old school RPGs like Baldur's Gate and, and, and Diablo gave you a lot more freedom of choice. I think that's when it's done right. I think when you're trying to shoehorn this mechanic or any other RPG mechanics into a game that's not that, so your action games, your fighting games, your puzzle games, I think it has no place in it. And I think it just, it just creates unnecessary gameplay uh, unnecessary grind uh, for something that doesn't stand a place to and if if that's the way that the games are going to continue to go that's that's I feel sorry for the designs um, that they're not they're not they're not given the encouragement to be a bit more courageous and and try to yeah. not put these things that's perceived as being essential when but then if it ain't broke don't fix it but if they're, they're seeing sales they ain't gonna change it yeah but how long's that gonna last well you bubble, know bubble will burst eventually until the next new craze well <laughs> if you dress up as the character in real life you'll level up <laughs> yeah <laughs> God, let's hope it doesn't go down that direction. No, that would be weird. Real life integration of uh, <laughs> Snapchat leveling up system or whatever the fuck it is. It will be. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Good drama needs tension. And how you build that tension is by giving something that has meaning to it. And if there's no meaning, there's no tension. And the game's at the minute, because this, you're gonna unlock everything, there's no tension in there, because you know you're gonna get it all, instead of the old, you know, well, some other games where you can. So therefore, you know, it just lacks any meaningful things. So to build a good game full of drama, it shouldn't just be from the storyline and just sections of the gameplay. It should be everything about the game. So it should be, that's including your levelling up. So I think really it's a case of a 
you know, if you put a good way of leveling up, um, you can build tension. Is that, do you want to say any final words? I'm good. I like <laughs> guy leveling up in Dead by Daylight. Okay. <laughs> I but... deal with leveling up if I have to. It's not something that like makes me stop playing a game. It's not something that makes me want to buy a game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm middle grounding. It's something I'm used to doing. I hate it. Playing certain games, I've hated. I hated it in Horizon Zero Dawn. It was the most pathetic thing on the planet. Um, but then that game made me well rage quit. Um, so, but you know, my, well, obviously I like it when it makes me think a little bit. But yeah, it doesn't put me off a game, but it doesn't make me want to buy it. That's fair. I like the fence. Fence is great. <laughs> Can't you get it up any more than that? Depends how drunk he is. Thanks for listening. We've been Drinking Games Podcast, and this has been an episode on leveling in video games. Come join the discussion with us. We're at Drinking Games UK on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on all your other channels, uh, and YouTube especially. Take care, y'all. Drink safe. <laughs>